Welcome to Hope for the Day with Hope Church of Birmingham. We're a new life-giving community who live by a simple mission. We want people to find hope in Jesus and to bring that hope to a world in need. I'm Adam. I'm the lead pastor. And we're going to be continuing a series titled, What Did Jesus Say? So every week we, we drop one of these episodes because we want people just to find that hope and really look at Jesus and what he's been saying and, and apply it and find some, some ethical thought that they can maybe encourage you for the week or encourage you for the day. And so let me ask you and ask a favor for you, if you don't mind, would you, would you mind sharing this podcast? This is a laid back podcast. We're not super professional or super serious. We just want people to find hope. And so if you would, part of our goal is for people to share this to someone who may need it. So feel free to share it on your social media or through text to someone who needs encouragement today. Now let's dive in. Have you ever mistaken someone for the wrong person before? I know I have, and I feel like I feel like it's magnified even more because of COVID mask wearing practices. I feel like I've seen someone and I thought I knew who it was because all I saw were eyeballs and a haircut, and I was like, oh, I oh that's not them. But I I, mis, I mistakenly uh, thought I knew them, and maybe you've been that person before. Maybe you've been mistaken for someone before that's happened to me one time i was outside of a restaurant at disney springs when i noticed this guy kept looking at me and he kept kind of smiling and i thought you know he's just a friendly fella and he said so you play baseball huh and i said i'm sorry i i i never I, what and he goes yeah you, you you play baseball right on i've seen you, you play baseball and i i go oh no i never really played baseball i swear i only played football and he goes that's it I know you. I've seen you on TV. Well, it took me a moment to process what he was saying. I was kind of taken back, trying to calm my young son at the moment. (laughs) And I just kind of smiled and laughed and kind of continued on in this line of this restaurant. Well, we eat. The family's continuing eating. I'm outside waiting for the rest of the crew to get back outside. When this uh, gentleman comes back up to me with his son and he says, Hey, do you mind if I take a picture with you? Uh, of you with my son um, because you know I've seen you and his son was smiling and uh, I said I'm sorry sir I, I don't do pictures but I will do an autograph <laughs> and I signed this this poor young kid's little piece of paper and uh, somewhere in some country because they were foreign there's uh, my signature with the number 11 beside it <laughs> why do I tell you that Because in that moment, this person thought he knew me and he was kind of confident that he knew me, but he was mistaking me for someone else. And as a result, he got an autograph that is not going to be uh, where he, what he, who he thinks it belonged to. And it's not going to really be worth any money, unfortunately. Not, and I didn't enjoy doing it because I didn't want him to, to believe I was someone else. I kind of misunderstood what he was asking me in the moment and it kind of continued on. But I think sometimes we do that and have done that in life, not just with people we know, but I believe spiritually. I think there are moments in our life where we may think we know what God is calling us to do or who he's called us to be, but we don't know him enough to really know what he's asking us to do because we haven't spent enough time with him. You see, if this this stranger, this gentleman, uh, truly knew me, he would have known I was not this famous football athlete that he had mistaken me for. Or 
if he knew the athlete, he would know I was at that person. But because he didn't really knew either one of us, he, w- he was mistaken. And so today I want us to look at a passage of scripture where we see Jesus speaking and addressing uh, some things where people were upset with him. People were ready to arrest him because they weren't happy with the way he was speaking. But then he goes on and talks about how they don't really know him. They don't really know the father, but he does. So I want us to look in John chapter 7, starting in verse 24. So if you would, you could turn there or you could just listen as I start. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But, but we know where this man comes from. And when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from. But I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. So we've got people here ready to arrest Jesus because they're not happy with what he's saying. He's saying he's the Messiah. And not only is he saying the Messiah, he's saying things that they weren't comfortable with. Like, you know, uh, I'm judging you by your heart, you know, Uh, not just by your actions. He's saying things, he's performing miracles, and the religious people uh, weren't really comfortable with what he was doing. And then they go ahead and say, but is this really the Christ? Um, You know, uh, the Christ is, we know this Christ and we know where he's from. So that means, that means this can't be him. You see, during that context, the Jewish people of that time, many of them believed that the Messiah would appear suddenly, like out of nowhere, because they would quote Malachi 3.1 when he said that God's messenger will come suddenly to the temple. So they thought in their mind, they held this popular belief that the Messiah would just appear. This idea that he was concealed, waiting somewhere, and someday would just burst suddenly upon the world, and no one would know where he would come from. And so they're saying, you know, this man, we know where this man comes from, so this, this can't be it. And, uh, but then Jesus responds, and I think we could almost kind of responds, I think, maybe in a, a tone that was kind of like, oh, you, you, you know me. Yeah, right. You, you, think you, you think you know me, but you're really unaware of my, my heavenly origin is what he's really saying in this loaded statement. He agrees that they know him and that they know where he came from, but it's almost ironical. <laughs> like, you know, so you know me, you know my origin. And then he goes on, but let me, let me tell you, you, you think you know me. But let me double down on my authority. Let me, let me double down on this. I like what the New Living Translation puts verse 28 by saying, Jesus quoting him by saying this, The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him. Boom. What a powerful thought and a convicting statement. The one who sent me is true, and you don't even know him. All that said, the he's back, he's really, he doesn't back down. He's doubling down with his authority. And all that said, the people, the religious scribes and their people saying this, I think maybe at the core, they weren't necessarily bad people, but they missed the Messiah because they didn't know him. 
They've lived their entire life trying to, I believe, uh, make God happy. And they had this hope, this great hope that the Messiah would come and he would appear. And here he is before them and they're missing it because he didn't look like the way they expected him to and because they truly didn't know the Father. You see, I'm glad to talk about this today because I think there are moments that we walk around saying, I know you, God, or I know you, Jesus, but we don't really know him. I think there's moments we act out incorrectly or end up in seasons or situations that God never intended us to be in because we don't know him. We don't know the Father. Jesus says, I am the shepherd. My sheep know my voice. And I think sometimes we end up in seasons or in relationships or in job situations because we don't know Jesus. Or if we do know Jesus, we're not listening to his voice. You know, here we are at the beginning of the year 2022. And I think we always hear, you know, hey, it's a new year, a new me. I've got some resolutions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to look like this. I'm going to make this happen. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba. What all it is, is we come up with all these new resolutions and these new goals. But not to discourage you, how many times have we fallen short of our resolutions or goals by the end of the next year? Some of us, it's like the first week, couple weeks. I know we've encouraged us, our church this year to take part in the 52-week Bible reading plan as we're reading through the Bible through the, its entirety through the year. We'd love for you to join us. And I don't want us to stop because I believe it does help us get closer in knowing the Father and knowing the voice of Jesus. So how do we do this? I think there's ways we could set ourselves up for success. Uh, the author James Clear of the book Atomic Habits says there's really three motives of change. He says there's outcomes processes, and identity. And so he's saying that when you change these things, these will help build habits to help you accomplish your goals. But I think he says that many times we focus on the wrong order. Here's what I mean. Many times we focus on the outcome, trying to change uh, who we are. So we say, okay, if I'm going to start running a mile a day, then I will become a runner. So I'm going to start running and I will begin to try to do this. I will make lifestyle changes and then I will become a runner. And he says, this works for a period of time, the author James Clear says this, but really times you, you run into trouble. But he says the proper way is actually to start at the identity and start changing the way you think and the way you believe and the way you identify. And he's saying, Start to identify as a runner, and then you'll begin to get your processes in order. And then as a result, the outcomes of you running a mile a day will be much easier and much consistent. He says it like this. Outcome-based focus on what you, is, what, uh, is focused on what you want to achieve. Identity-based focus is on who you wish to become. And I want us to hear that today. We need to be who God's calling us to be. It's not just simply on what we can do. God cares about who we are. God cares us about who we are and how we are walking in relationship with his son and getting in relationship with the father. And I think that sometimes we are a people, and I say this, I say this with intentionality here, guys. Sometimes we're so focused on what we want to do that we missed out and we miss out on who we are supposed to be. 
That's what happened to those Jewish people in that setting. They were so focused on the what that they missed out on the who. Who was Jesus? He said, I have been sent. I I know him. You think you know me, but I am from him. And he sent me. The, this, sent, this word sent, the Greek translation coming from the word apostello, meaning to order, to be appointed. Jesus was ordered by God, sent from him, appointed by him to come and to live a blameless life, to live a life that we can have access to because he gave his life for us. And just as he was sent then for those people that were turning away from him, he has sent for us today. And my hope and my, my challenge is that we will embrace who Jesus is. This year, it's, we can be focused on many things, but I want you to be encouraged. This year, I want us to be focused on who God wants you to be. And I want you to ask the question, who is he to me? I'm going to say those again. This year, I would love for us to be focused on two questions. Who does God want you to be? And who is he to me? Making it rhyme for you. I would love for us to look and go, not just what can I do? Not, oh, I need to read more. I need to do this more. Some of us need to start identifying. I am a follower of Jesus. I am a leader for Jesus. I am an evangelist for Jesus. I am a prayer warrior for the kingdom of God. I am these things. And as I begin to identify who God has called me to be, I'll begin to do what he's called me to do. Does that make sense? (laughs) But then I want us to ask the question, who is he to me? Who is God to me? Who is Jesus? Because when I have those things and that knowledge of who he really is, it is an anchor to my soul that I can hold on to no matter the storm, no matter the problem. So how do I do these things? I'm going to give you an acronym today. The word abide. So here's an acronym. You want to you get better at being who God wants you to be and finding out who he is to you? Abide. So here's the word. A. Ask for guidance. Start off by asking God, God, I need to know who you are calling me to be. Who have I been created? What are the gifts that you want me to use? Who are you? How do you want to shape me? And then ask, who are you, God, to me? I mean, I need to come to have my own relationship with you, not based on my pastor, not based on my grandmother, not based on my, my father or my cousin. Who, how, how real have I accepted you and embraced you, God? We need to ask that question. So A, ask. B, believe. We need to believe he is whole. We need to believe he is good. And we need to believe he can use us. When we do those things, we're opening the door for potential for God to open doors of opportunity. Then I, invest. So we got invest more time with him. Spend more time in his word. Spend more time in prayer. How do you begin to know someone? You spend time with them. You know his voice, like we mentioned. D, direct attention when we need it. What do I mean by that? Direct attention when it's needed. First off, we should always give our attention to the Lord first and foremost. But when there's situations where we feel like we're overwhelmed or we feel like we're losing our identity and we don't know who we are, direct our attention to Him. Direct it back to Him. Look to His Word. Direct to His promises. Say, okay, He told me in Ephesians, Paul wrote that I'm a masterpiece. I'm created to do good works for God's kingdom. That is who I am. Direct. And then E, enjoy life 
that God has put before you and love it wholeheartedly. Easy as that. You want to be more focused on who God wants you to be? You want to be closer relationship with Him? Abide with Him. A, ask for guidance. B, believe that He can use you. I, invest more time with Him. D, direct your attention in times of need. And E, enjoy the ride. So my hope is today that you'll take this. Be encouraged that you could say, I know you when it regard comes to Jesus. And Jesus says, I know you as well. Thank you for joining us. Let me say thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you for engaging. If, if you like this podcast or you've enjoyed it over the past, past few months, would you please make sure to like it or share wherever you listen? And maybe you're hearing you say, hey, I want to get connected to Hope Church. I'm not really connected with you guys. Make sure you're first following us on social media. That's where we keep everything up to date at Hope Church BHM. Or if you say, I want to get connected and signed up with things, get on HopeChurchBHM.com slash connect. And if you're here and you say, hey, I'd love to give and support Hope Church, you could do so by visiting us at HopeChurchBHM.com slash give. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday.